All right, everyone, we are back for another episode of Cellar Dwellers. It is Wednesday, November 11th, getting close to Christmas season and Thanksgiving, which I'm happy about. I have a general rule where I don't listen to Christmas music until either like the middle of November, I'm okay with, but it's generally around when I start seeing Christmas lights go up in my neighborhood. And I'm starting to see a couple up, but I'm not at the point where I want to start like jamming out to Mariah Carey just yet. But all right, we're all back for another week of Cellar Dwellers. Like I said, you got all four of us here today. How's everyone doing? Let me, well, first off, let me start with how I'm doing. I just texted you guys. I was a little late to the podcast. I was a little, I was a little sleepy. I worked today. And I think it's just a combination of work and daylight savings time. How is this daylight savings time? Does it affect you guys as much as it does me? Where it gets dark at like five o'clock. Like I woke up today at like nine thirty, like pretty pretty late. And then I didn't do anything at work because it rained. And I just got home and I was exhausted because it felt later than it was. Had to take a power hour before the podcast. Am I the only one that this happens to? No, dude. uh, Zambell and I golfed over the weekend, and it was dark at like four o'clock. Yeah, it's great for work. It's great for work because I'm getting out of there early. A little bit less tip money, of course, but, you know, and you give and you take. But, like, how about just, like, generally, like, are you guys just tired when you – like, I'm tired now, like, 5 o'clock, and I've been napping every day for, like, a quick hour, and then I go back to bed, like, later in the night. Yeah, my yeah. internal clock sets in. Like, it, like, gets dark out, and I just, like, think it's time for bed. You're hibernating. What is that called? The, uh, it begins with a C, doesn't it? Something cycle. Your- Circadian rhythm. Your circadian rhythm. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It's all thrown off. Your cir- my cir- I, th- I hope I'm using the right word or else I'm going to look like an s- idiot. Yeah. But. I just like always feel like it's like 9.30 and then I check the clock and it's like 6.25. Yeah, I'll be like at work now. I go in at like noon now and it'll be like 3 o'clock and the sun will be setting and I'll be like, geez, man, like it must be late, like 6.30 and I'm like, oh my God, it's only 3 o'clock. And the last couple hours just drag on, but... <laughs> It is what it is. Let me tell you one thing, guys, and you know it might be good because we have the Masters coming up. I I think I just found my golf swing. I mean, you guys have all – Kyle, you're probably the only one, I guess. Or maybe I've seen, seen videos. Yeah, I've seen videos, and it's not good. It's not good at all. But so we have this area up at the golf course we at the driving range, and it's called the Swamp because on the right side is just like a bunch of swampy like mess. But all the golfers, a lot of the time, they hit balls into the swamp and then we're low on driving range balls, and we have to go like hit them out of the swamp with golf clubs. Now, it's a fun little part of the job because you literally just get to work on your golf swing for a while after you get the balls out. And today, after like 15 minutes, like I was playing – I was hitting pretty bad for like 15 minutes but after 15 minutes you can ask gallagher our friend pat gallagher friend of the show listener of the show here the swing was pure i just for some reason i don't know what came over me i just learned how to swing a golf club and i was like i'm not quite like confident enough to go out yet like i can't go out and pay money to play but i think a couple more swamp sessions i'm there i think i'm there but anyway anyway how was you guys, you guys, Pat, Nick, golf, Kyle, work, right? Same, same deal as uh, the past couple of weeks or anything new in the uh, lives of the cellar dwellers? No. I can't stand coming out of my fucking office building and it being dark. Oh, my God. I mean, like, I'm not tired, but it just pisses me off. Like, I, like, I get up. I see the sunlight on my way into work. I go in to that fucking dungeon and then I come out and it's dark, no sunlight, no vitamin D it's fucking brutal. I mean like 
it's just so dark in my building that like I, if it's sunny out, like, or raining pitch black, I can't tell the difference. And then I leave at the end of the day and I'm like, God damn, man. Like I just missed the entire day. Yeah. That has to day. I remember like some, not quite like that, but like, like it just messes with like your mentals. Like when we're, if you had like a night class or something, not even night class, like a three thirty to four fifty class at temple and it was winter it get out 450, it'd be dark. And you're like, where the hell did my night go? Like, I, I still got all my homework too. And they're like, it's only five o'clock. But then you come home again. I, I always come home exhausted because it was so dark out. And I take a nap and procrastinate. I understand where you're coming from. Not, not the exact situation, but similar enough. That, yeah, I, no, that, it's just brutal, man. Like, that, would drive, that would drive me mad. And like lately in Philly, it's been really nice weather. Like ridiculously nice. Oh, it's been so nice. <laughs> yeah, ridiculously nice weather for November. And I've been just going out and just... Like making sure I like use as much as a day as I can for like exercise or good like activity because it's so nice out. And I know in like a week, it's just gonna you're just gonna snap your fingers and it's gonna be like thirty degrees and raining. Those those were the worst walks to class. Is the winter rain ones? It wasn't quite cold enough for it to snow, but you get the wind, the rain, and uh, the, the the cold. But it was terrible. You know, speaking of temple, let's let's talk this real quick. Barstool President Dave Portnoy comes and visits Temple University. He's living in Philadelphia, right? We said maybe, who knows, maybe we'll come with the cellar dwellers. Probably, definitely not, but uh, he goes visits Temple, and he goes to our pizza spot. He goes to Maxie's. Now, first off, let's, let's see. I'm pretty sure we're all on the same page here. There's two big pizza shops at Temple University. One is Maxie's, which Portnoy visited, and the other is Philly style. Which is garbage. <laughs> call it garbage, but it's not as good. Second it's tier. garbage. Now, Kyle, here's the thing. If he it's went there, place. he would spit it out and give it like a point eight. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Because, Kyle, here's the thing. Kyle and I lived in the same dorm freshman year. And, Pat and Nick, you lived right down the road in the other dorm. Philly style was really close to both of our dorms. Yeah. And when you come home, like, after a night out, it was right there. And, went, look, it's good drunk pizza. We all ate it. We all, we oh, all ate it. Oh, the buffalo chicken is fire. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's call a spade a spade. It's the perfect drunk pizza. Not Maybe not perfect, but it's a really good drunk pizza. Super greasy. Yeah. And, yep. and that's They just drunk. put it through a literal microwave like you're <laughs> – you're a fucking piece of garbage. They're like, here you go, you fucking piece of shit. Here's your slice of pizza. Go puke in your dorm, you drunk fuck. That's right. Go puke it up in the dorm. But that's generally what happened. Like, you wouldn't go there for lunch or anything because you'd have, like, your meal plan or whatever. But you go on, like, a Friday, Thursday through Saturday night, and it would hit the spot. And that's where all the freshmen would go. And then you become mature, right? You get get the bar or like whatever and you hit maxis up and your taste buds are like normal now and they're and first off maxis is also terrific drunk drunk pizza like you can hammer it down when you're drunk but it's also pretty good sober pizza hence the 7.1 i just wanted to ask everyone i thought his review of maxis was stellar i thought it was almost the perfect review just because that's like the one pizza shop that i ate at before he reviewed it now he's going around philadelphia earlier and Pat and I, during quarantine, when it first started, we went and visited all the places he visited. We gave it our score, came home, and see if, see if it matched up to his. But this was the first one I went to before he did, and I thought it was the perfect description of Maxie's. So Dude, I, think he, I think he would have liked it more if he, uh, if he got just a slice. Yeah. I feel like, he, said like, it was like he was saying it was real doughy, but I don't remember it being yeah. super doughy. I remember it actually being crisp. Yeah, you know when you get it when you get a slice and they heat it up, it becomes crispy. They might not be doing slices right now because of COVID. Uh, 
the, that's because they always had the pies out. It was like the pie. There was lines yeah. of pies, and you just pick whatever flavor you wanted: buffalo chicken, plain taco yeah. slice. They had like thirty chicken different pizza, chicken kinds chicken of pizza, and they were all fire. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I just thought it was a pretty good review. It was a pizza you could have a lot if you're just sitting down watching a game, having some drinks. You could hammer back the pizza. It was pretty good. It's not perfect pizza like Angelo's or anything like that, but it's not as bad as Philly style. There are some Philly style stands at Temple Man, and I don't. And I'm like, did you just never leave your like, never leave freshman year dorms? Like, haven't you like grown up at all? Come on, yeah, Philly style is like <laughs> typical college pizza. I feel like in the max. Hasn't you become more cultural? High quality college. <laughs> that's, pizza. The, that's right, Kyle. The un, there, Pat. The uncultured people. They love Philly <laughs> style. They love it. Like, <laughs> come on, man. Maxie's Maxie's Tuesday night karaoke pizza. Can't beat that. I can't. I can't just slander Philly style that much though, because I like like almost everything else they have besides their plain pizza. Like that's I like true. any sandwich I've gotten from there. I've really liked. Um, like the chicken pizza there is it's so good, but I just don't like their their sauce is so sweet. It tastes like ketchup or something. Yeah, it's a fine establishment. Fine establishment. Yeah, no, I mean I'm a fan of all the people chicken there. Chicken tenders and fries. Yeah, I just I just don't respect <laughs> people that like think that's like like if somebody comes up to me and argues like that's their favorite slice of pizza, I just kind of lose respect for them. Yeah. I think, well, yeah, I mean, not fav- favorite at Temple. Favorite at Temple. No, just like in general. If somebody oh. came to me and was like, Philly style is my favorite pizza, I'd be like, well, I, I just don't respect you as a human. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, also and I like, don't think you respect yourself either. I mean, we also live near uh, City View. I went through a City View phase just because it was literally down the block, but it's it's pretty bad pizza. Like, it really wasn't. It's not that great. Azo Pazo pre ownership change was pretty good. What yeah. was it? Oh yeah, 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 right. Yeah, it was. All right. Well, that. Oh, wait, could... Kyle, you you ever have a Temple Town? Yeah, I had it once. Yeah, <laughs> the real, the small personal one. Yeah, the personal <laughs> pizza was different than the slices. The slices. I never got the slices. I just got the personal. The slices will scare you away. <laughs> it's like a scarecrow when you walk in. You guys just mentioned Diamond Pizza. No, Temple Town. It was. Uh, it's on no, grass. Before, and before that, before that, did you guys ever have Diamond Pizza? Oh, yeah, I have had Diamond Pizza. I got that a lot when I lived on Gratz. That's pretty good pizza. Yeah, it's it's good, but it's it's too far to be part in the uh, the Temple like. Yeah, I'm not gonna like go walk in there. Yeah. <laughs> no, unless you live on Diamond Street, you probably don't really go to Diamond Pizza. It's just too far. I live close to it. And I still only went like one time. Yeah, you did. You lived the closest, I guess, Nick. You're right. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, that was our little uh, pizza rant to start the show. Thanks to you, Dave Portnoy, for shining some light on Temple University. He also shouted out the campus. A lot of people don't know that about Temple. Great campus. It's not just uh, Broad Street. It's, it goes a little bit beyond, all right? So it's, it's a nice-looking campus. got some thickness to it. Yeah, it does. I always, a beach, bro. Yeah, we do have a beach. That's right. That's <laughs> right. The infamous uh, Beery Beach. I always start like, when there's young kids going to college now, I'm always like, I try to nudge them to Temple because I had such a good time there. And they're like, I, I don't know, like I don't want to go to the city. And I'm like, it's not just the city. It's not just the city. Like it's it's great. They have trees. They have a Dude, big library. It's great. You know what they should do uh, when COVID is over. Temple just put a uh, yeah, just put a giant pool, giant public pool, right <laughs> where Fury Beach is. Yeah, you know, like and we had any, that, anyone can just jump in whenever they want. Like we had that giant public pool across the street from our apartment yeah. for three years, and every year we're like, we're gonna go in it. We're gonna go in and not we not once did we go in that pool, but I feel like that pool like probably wasn't cleaned that off. I never saw anyone like cleaning it ever. But anyway, anyway, let let before we get too off track, 
let's reel this back in. Let's talk some sports, but let's not start with NFL this week, although it might be the uh, most you know, talkable thing right now. But let's start with the Sixers, right? And they're new, they got some new threads. I think maybe uh, in the first episode we ever did, maybe second, we started talking about like our favorite uniforms. If you guys remember that, and we had we said the Carolina blue is always like the best ones. We had we had a couple other ones, but the Sixers one they go back to black with some boathouse row, I uh, guess stitching in the front, and then the number. Now we had it, it looks good. It looks good, but it's not the original. You know, 2001 AI black jersey. Where do you guys, on a one to 10 scale, anybody take this one? Rate the new alternate jerseys for the Sixers. I'll start, I'll give it like a solid, like 6.8. 6.8. Cause the 10's a perfect jersey. 10's like the Phillies powder blue. Powder blues. Yeah, those are, those are like a 10. Yeah. And then I think this, these are good. They're like a solid, maybe like, maybe give it a seven. I don't know, because I'd give the Sixers, the old Sixers one, the old black one, like somewhere in the eights. So I feel like this one has to be like a 6.8. That's where I'm, I'm going. Good. I'm excited. Like, it's one of the better jerseys in the recent years, but not, not, not in love with it. What do you guys think? I'm giving it like a 5.4. Wow. Okay. Even worse <laughs> than like that. I just okay, think worse. it looks weird. It looks like a, the Minnesota Timberwolves, um, kind of. You know and what I'm it, talking about? And if you don't know, well, I guess it doesn't matter because Philly fans are going to buy it. But if you don't know what Boathouse Row is, all the stuff on the front just looks like a bunch of like scribbling lines. Yeah, just like a bunch of row homes. Now, Den- Denver has like a cool one like that, you know, but theirs is mountains. It's very obvious. I don't think anyone's going to realize from like out of town that, oh, oh, that's Boathouse Row. If you're not from around here, you sure. don't know what Boathouse sure. Row is. It's such a weird like landmark to pick. Like you could have done the skyline or something, but you do. Boathouse Row. Like, Boathouse Row is great. Nobody like, gets it, though. They think they're like, oh, is that Philly? Like, is that Philly Skyline? Just row homes? That's exactly what they're going to think. Like, is that Philly Skyline? That's what the dudes on, like, part of my take were saying today. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the uh, that's the Schuylkill River that year that they did from the year thing. Like, the Schuylkill River? How do you spell that? And then, yeah. yeah it was just, I don't know. It's good. Not great. Pat, now that Pat gave a five, I'm like more willing to like lower my score, but I already gave 6.8, so I won't back back down on it. But I tend to probably agree more with Pat than my score. But I don't know. I don't like the colors too. I don't think the, I don't think they look good together. Like a, I don't either. I was thinking that too, and I was like, how are the, what are the like chances? Because like of course the 76, 76ers, 1776, Independence. You you guys know that. Like, and they go with the red, white, and blue, but it's always the American red, white, and blue. I was like, what are the chances we can just get like maybe a powder blue or like a little like powder red jersey? Like that, I think, not powder red, but if you somehow incorporate it, the powder blue instead of the American blue, I think that the Sixers have potential. Now we could call the design team up over the, the Sixers corporate, but I think I'm onto something here with the Sixers powder blue. And you know, you know what I'm talking about? Like maybe a powder red, if that makes sense. Yeah, like a, just a faded Fade it red, yeah, like a fade it red. That's what I'm thinking. I don't know. You need someone a lot more. Do that with the logo from the original black jersey, like a faded red, with that Sixers logo with like the ball. Perhaps. I'm thinking we just go Declaration of Independence jerseys, like that color of like old paper. The cream. 
That yeah. was a couple uh, years ago. Like we the people on it or something, and just have like the Declaration of Independence. Or we just have a headshot of like Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, that that'd be cool. That we had every player's name instead of their name, it's a former president. Yeah. Oh, Here comes God. John Adams up the wing. <laughs> yeah. He lobs that one up yeah, for George Washington. Oh, blocked by Jefferson. Heck <laughs> that that'd be funny. But no, Kyle, I remember they did like the remember the cream color? one oh, from yeah. a couple of, those were i thought those were fire straight Abraham lincoln fire. turning garbage into gold <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get off track with the independence thing but i do i thought that cream one was absolutely like a, a great jersey i wanted to buy one so bad but they're they're just so expensive those alternate ones that's been my favorite alternate jersey in, in the past couple of years but i like the gray one a lot too the rocky one yeah i uh, love I, them too i was more of a fan when they also made it white uh, the, the white version of it. I didn't like the gray version of it. Pat, you have one of that. You have the gray one, right? Yeah, I have that. Is that when we went down to the Wells Fargo Center and got everything for like 90% off? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I believe it is. A, is, it, is it like a kid's extra large or is it? It's a not. It's yeah. Like a, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it was cheaper. <laughs> yeah, it was cheaper. And it fits. It fits. No, yeah, it fits perfectly. Yeah, like you might, might as well do it. But I don't know. I didn't really like those jerseys that much. Didn't like him so much. But who else? Who gave their score? Pat did. Nick, Nick and Kyle, score the new jerseys, and we can move on from this topic. I was going to say five, just because I don't know how I feel about it. Okay, right. I, I don't know. Like, I'm right in the middle. I, kinda, I look at it sometimes, and I'm like, eh, it's not too bad. And then other times I look at it, and it looks like gingerbread houses. Sure, sure. No, I don't know. Nick? It, it, it depends. I mean, when I, sit, when I saw it on AI, I'd give it like a – it's a 6-4. Okay. I saw it on Ben. It was probably closer to Pat's, like a 5-7 five, five, maybe, 5-8. Oh, damn, dude. Um, and now my 6-6 high. They kind of remind me of uh, the the Nuggets jerseys when they had the rainbow. That's what you I was know? saying. Yeah. Blue, yeah, so I don't know. And I really like, – I have a Matumbo jersey of that, which I like. So, I don't I, – I have to see – like, I have to see them wear it in games and – I don't know. It depends. Like I, I changed my opinion on you. Like after the drop, I, it always changes once I see them actually playing them. So I'll have to revisit when they uh, actually get out there. Uh, yeah, totally, totally fair. I feel like am I allowed to change my score? I changed my score. I want to bring it down to a six point two now. You, I, I said six eight to be like Philadelphia friendly, but it's it's more likely like a six two in my in my eyes at least. So, I mean, t- first score six eight now six two. Now that I have a couple of days to rest on it. Ben Simmons, I agree with what you said. He looked way worse than Allen Iverson did. Ben Simmons jumper post this season, first one of the year. Pat, you're of the mindset that he is going. Do you have a jumper this season? And you're falling for this trap again? No, no. Oh, okay. I was being sarcastic, I think, when I sent that. Yeah, it's <laughs> tough to tell. It's tough to tell over text. <laughs> yeah, yeah sarcasm does not translate over text at all. No, but uh, I saw it and I was like, I have to just screenshot this and get it in the books. It was uh, Monday, this past Monday, so not too long ago. The jumper post is up. It actually, it actually, to be honest, the jumper looked like a brick from the photo. So who, who knows? But I don't, know, I don't want to start this whole. If I thought Pat was being serious and we were going to have a debate about this, <laughs> who believe? None of us believe. What, what could you, be the year. Daryl Morey's here. Oh, yeah, God. I mean, I hope that, like, uh, what's his name? Like, 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 two times, maybe three. Yeah, yeah I hope Doc Rivers tells him something. 
he that, listen let's not even get our hopes up because this is what we do all that and i'm going to do it i said the same thing about the eagles i said don't get our hopes up then we have one good game i get my hopes up and that's a whole ro- emotional roller coaster as i call it and this is going to be the same thing i'm not going to get my hopes up i'm going to see a ben simmons jumper i'll be like "Ooh, here it comes and it's never going to come and as long as ben simmons is posting off-season jump shot instagram posts i will believe that's that's very bold, very brave of you. Uh, I think bold, I believe brave. more this year than I did any other year. <laughs> All right, I guess I, believe, I was really big last year. I really thought he was going to do it last yeah, year. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. I, <laughs> I'll say that every year. Just, I was. I, I mean, I'm in the same boat as Kyle. Yeah. But at the same time, like I do think that having like not having Brett Brown there, like maybe m- maybe Doc can force him to do it. I don't know. Like maybe like yeah. Brett was just, babying them and letting them get away with not doing it but who knows i mean there's pr- more than likely he's not gonna shoot my prediction was that he was gonna shoot a couple in orlando because there's no fans there for, to like scrutinize him or praise him like he probably still won't pay attention and he did but then he got hurt so who knows maybe it is maybe it is now the coming maybe it is now the coming of ben simmons jumper but um yeah that season is about to start i believe the date's on december 22nd they came up with which is the shortest term. Kyle, you're pumping your fist. You're excited. You get the Chris, probably get the Christmas, get Christmas basketball. Yeah, we get our Christmas basketball, but I'm pretty sure it's the – I saw this on SportsCenter. I'm going to try and find it. 71 days in between seasons. It's the shortest offseason in history between NHL, MLB, NFL, and NBA. The previous shortest was 99 from the NHL, then two 104s from the NHL. So this is the quickest turnaround, 71 days for a season to resume – not even resume, start, pick back up again. You, how do you guys think this is going to affect? Like LeBron literally came out and said he's going to be cherry-picking for the first half of the season, which I don't believe. It's like LeBron James, that athletic specimen. If anyone can handle it, it's LeBron. But I feel like we're going to get some really crappy basketball, which I guess – we ha- we're going to have to like, suffer with because we want the quick turnaround or whatever. But, you know, it, I, I assume that's not going to be great basketball, especially for a team like the Sixers where you have a new coach coming in. Plus, you know, we'll, we'll do two topics in one here. NBC Sports Philadelphia reporter um, tweeted that this could, you know, he hinted, hinted, he didn't tweet directly, but he hinted at some possible moves for the Sixers on draft day. So I'm not sure if that means like dumping Tobias and Al's contract and possibly picking up Buddy Heald. So this is going to sound crazy. I know we've been talking about, but James Harden has been in a lot of Philly rumors lately, and I'm not, and Russell Westbrook's been yes, in a lot of. We need him. Russell we Westbrook, need James Harden. Russell Westbrook's been in a ton of trade rumors recently. I think they're Fuck looking, Russell Westbrook. We I need think, James Harden. I think they're looking to blow things up in Houston. According to my calculations, they are looking to blow things up in Houston. Get rid of their all-star superstars, one might say. And I've heard a lot of stories, not stories, just seen a lot of rumors that a James Harden to Philly thing might not be too far off. So first off, let's say, uh, how do we think? Because my point was that, you know, we could be starting a new six with an entire new Sixers team this season. First off, the team hardly played together last season because of all the injuries and all that crap. But now we're going to bring even more new pieces in, and it sounds like, plus the shortened season. How do you guys think this affects the Sixers, and how do you think it affects the rest of the league? Anyone go ahead. Kyle, I'll just start with you because I'm looking at you right now. Okay, I just think there's going to be a lot of like load management. It's going to be out of, 
out of the world, out of this world. <laughs> it's going to yeah. be like every other game. It's going to be like Kawhi and LeBron are taking a day off. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not, not sure. Probably not that LeBron. often. There's, there's going to be a lot of load management. I'm not so sure LeBron will. Kawhi definitely will. And, you know, and B definitely will. Definitely will. Yeah. There's a couple guys you can rely on. Like Harden never wants to miss a game. That's what I love about him. You ever see his comments on it? No. Yeah, he says like he unless he's like dead, he's playing. Which <laughs> I, I, I like pretty I like that. I would love to have him on the team. Unless I'm Actually. sleeping at the strip club from last night. <laughs> yeah. I'm a fucking be there. Yeah, he like we said last, he's gonna make clubs in Philadelphia very, very happy if he comes to this town. <laughs> yeah. Whatever city lands him, the clubs are gonna be going crazy. <laughs> but how did Pat Nick, how do you think do you think it's I think we can all pretty much agree on this that it's gonna cause some sloppy basketball, especially for either younger well, maybe not younger teams, might maybe even older teams, but it's going to affect teams in different ways, I should say. But how do we think it affects the game as it's as we know it in the past couple of seasons? Uh, I mean, I just think they're going to have to uh, play a lot more bench players. Yeah, maybe. it's going to be like like it's going to be more probably uh, minutes. Not like a Euro League or anything, but like they're going to have to get like like they're going to have to get some legitimate guys that can play off the bench, and the Sixers definitely don't have that. <laughs> No, no, not right now. Especially and now, and now you know Embiid is going to be uh, playing like one game a week. Oh my God! Can you imagine <laughs> that? You just get ready. If you think my rants about Embiid are now, just wait till this upcoming season. Just wait. I was not going to be here, dog. Uh, yeah, he might not be here. He might not be here. That's why I was, I'm like. Do you guys think one of them's gone this year? I think if you if land, we get James Harden. Yeah, I think yeah, if we get sure. Harden. It would make more yeah. sense to get rid of Simmons. I think it makes sense no, to get. I agree. I thought that. I thought that Nick Nick made a really good case. I think the other week, you said something, Nick, about how having Harden and Simmons in the pick and roll, and with Simmons being the big man, that it was like I thought it would be like yeah. I thought it'd be Embiid and Harden with Embiid doing it just because because I said Maury paint Maury was very Embiid focused in his press introductory press conference, but I like Nick's idea better of having Simmons. And Harden, that would be an insane team because they do almost – Harden does passes as well as Simmons. He scores way better, and Simmons is probably better on defense. I think they're a pretty good fit for each other if Simmons is willing to play off ball. Because Simmons will still get his assists and rebounds. That's just what he does. Harden will still get his assists and points. That's what he does. Like the offense, they will be very responsible for the offense like production. When they're not on the court – it, this is all hypothetical, of course, but if those two weren't on the court, the offense would look terrible because they're going to be responsible for probably like 85% of the offense and the points we put on the board, whether you know it's coming off a pass, a three, whatever. Like Simmons, you ever see that stat? Simmons has hardly any threes in his NBA career, but he has, he's, the, he's responsible for the most threes since he's entered the league. Mm-hmm. So that's a good Ben Simmons stat if you give him crap for not shooting threes. It's he's responsible for creating the most threes. And, of course, having Harden there only helps that as well. I don't know. I, I, I think we can just say, like, load management will be big and a lot more bench players coming off. Probably a little bit of a sloppy basketball game. Like, every time when the NBA season starts, that first game back, first couple games back are always very sloppy. It takes a while for your team to get your rhythm. The only reason I was thinking that about Embiid, too, is because I feel like in the third quarter, he's going to have to run the pick and roll again. He's going to be like, this is a pick and pop now, dog. Like, I'm not fucking rolling again. I'm too tired. 
That's right, because all, all that guy does is he runs three-point line to three-point line most of the game and, like, sometimes bodies his way down to the post. But generally, he's too tired. But yeah, I you also, can have Ben do that all game. Yeah, yeah. Ben. He's, ben like, like, he's, like, he's more – like, James Harden and Clint Capella in the – Seven foot set. Ben's not doing that against, like, legitimate centers, though. Like, he's not going to be a body what, center. What legit center is there right now? There's good defensive centers. I'm not saying like offensively, but like Andre. Yeah, I don't think he's that much smaller than any of the other centers. Like he's like he's got two. He's two inches shorter, but he's pretty big. So Kyle, you don't think like if you brought if you brought uh, Ben Simmons outside, if he had to go up against the drum, and I, I think Kyle's headphones just fell. Can you can you hear me, Kyle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I think if you brought Ben Simmons, like you had like an Andre Drummond on him, and they're playing man, like you just bring Ben Simmons outside and have him blow by uh, Andre Drummond. I think that's a simple thing. You do that, but then you could say Drummond can just, like, Drummond's not going to have to go out and guard him at the perimeter because he's not going to shoot. So Drummond can play Simmons like he plays other centers. I Isn't still Drummond think... on the Cavs? I yeah. don't know. Yeah, I, I yeah so, like, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was a uh, – we're saying, like, a big man. Just an actual big man. I, was yeah, also th- there aren't, I don't think there are any. You're right. There's <sighs> – I'm trying to think, like, there's not any starter. Maybe DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan, but, like, yeah, he's not that good anymore. I don't know. Um, this is also – this is coming from somebody with, like, no basketball knowledge. But if you kept them both and you somehow got Harden, like, I feel like if you just put two shooters and then you set picks with both Simmons and Embiid for, on Harden's guy every time, and then you just, like – run that off like somebody's going to be open and to score every play like you yeah, just yeah, can't yeah. defend it it's it is it it's a dream scenario because harden's going to put up like his 35 yeah. indeed i'll probably drop like a cheeky 20 somehow like just off like i'll probably he'll probably get a lot of points off like offensive rebounds now yeah and then it, this is again a hypothetical i'm saying like it's actually already happened oh i had jump for joy if it happened i'd really be excited about that <laughs> And then, you know, Simmons would do whatever. is like 15 points a game, just however he wants to get them. But, yeah, I'm excited. I would be definitely excited for about that. So I saw a poll on Twitter about if you'd rather have Devin Booker or James Harden on your team. I think I may have said this last week. And the numbers were outrageously in Devin Booker's favor, like 75 to 25. And I was like, wow. Like, love you, Devin uh, Booker. I think I might go Devin Booker, too. Oh, I would, I would not. I wouldn't. Really? No, I mean, James Harden, the MVP. He's like always an MVP. Yeah, but he's never done anything in the playoffs. Like he stinks in the playoffs. That's not his. I mean, it te- it technically, it is his fault. He doesn't stink in the playoffs. Like he had a bad year in the playoffs. Like his style of play doesn't fit. Like I really like James Harden, but his style of play does not suit the playoffs at all. You're right. But let me. I'll, I'll grant. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna just. You know play devil's advocate here. He needs one good, like one really good playoff run, and he he'll be fine. Like if he just went off in the playoffs. Went off like it's not like dude he could have yeah but he's had but that's the thing like he's had so many chances to against the, the Golden State team. Warriors the best team of all time <laughs> best team of all time like that one year like if Chris Paul doesn't get hurt you don't think the Rockets win that game no I think they do but exactly so then he's in the final they and they shot they went like oh for twenty four they set a record for missing threes in a row James Harden was part of that that's what I'm saying like if he just gets hot like he has a chance like if he gets hot for his yeah but I'm saying he's never gotten hot up to this point so like. What reason would I have to believe that he will? I agree. I but you okay, okay. I, I understand what you're saying, but I'm just I believe enough in James Harden to think that like eventually, if he's in the right situation, like coming out east against crappy teams, he doesn't need to f- be perfect in the east to win. Let's 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 
True. Like he does not need to be. Yeah, perfect. No, I, I he needs to be perfect to beat Golden State okay. and all those guys. <laughs> Do not need to be perfect in the East to win. Maybe it gets a little bit more challenging with, you know, the Nets coming because apparently KD he's been balling with John Wall and he played like a five on five pickup game and apparently he was lights out and shooting the lights out, which is to be expected. But uh, so maybe the Nets are going to be pretty good this season. But that's all really that's the biggest challenge. I think the Sixers already match up well against the Bucks. Mm-hmm. I don't think Toronto's like be like unbeatable. They're always scrappy. I think Miami, as much as I love them, they're they're a team that relies on their shooting a lot too. So you have to make the same case for them. I th- listen. If James Harden was on the Sixers, we'd all be very happy. That, that's all. Oh yeah, I'd be, yeah, I'd still be. I'd really be happy. Yeah, I'd, I'd just I'd, be a little more happy for yeah. Devin Booker. See, what makes you say that? Because Devin Booker hasn't even made the playoffs. I'm thinking about, like, the future, too, because he's younger. I know he hasn't made the playoffs, but what he did – I'm thinking a lot about the bubble, too, like what he did. Oh, the 8-0 in the bubble. Yeah, I'm thinking a lot about it. Who would you rather have, Jamal Murray or uh, Devin Booker? Oh. Devin Booker. Devin Booker don't need the ball. We got Ben Simmons. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I just think Devin Booker would fit better with the Sixers, too. Yeah, I think if you could could keep Embiid and Simmons, and if you get – you can get Devin Booker and, like, you get rid of everybody else and you get, like, Buddy Heald somehow, too. It doesn't matter what the rest of the team is. They're going to – they should be really good. Just trade away every pick we have. For like I'm sorry. I can't, I can't sit here and agree with that. I just, like, James Harden. Like, I love Devin Booker. I love Devin Booker. But, like, you're telling me you turned down a guy who's probably, like, probably has had a case for MVP in the past, like, three or four seasons – I got like a granted. If they call fouls in the playoffs, like they call fouls in the regular season, then obviously you take James Harden over anybody. But they yeah. don't. All right, you guys are making fair cases. I just, I don't, I don't think. I think James Harden is maybe the best offensive player I've ever seen in my life. Perhaps, like, um, like he, Katie's up there, Carmelo's up there in his prime, and Jay, I don't, I just don't think, and especially in the regular season, Nick, you're right. James Harden is unguardable. You you cannot guard that guy. He will blow by you and get fouled, or he will just shoot it right in your head. When you watch James Harden and someone's right in his mitt and he just does a little step back, drains it, like, yeah. he, he's unguardable. Yeah, Devin Booker's great, and I know he went 8-0 in the bubble, and a, and a lot of the NBA is like, what have you done for me recently? And that's probably why you guys are a little bit hyped on Devin Booker right now. I think he's great, all-star. I think he's a, like, he's a stud, like a definite, consistent all-star in this league, or at least he will be. I just, I don't know, I, I got to go with James Harden, man. That guy's insane. But we're, we, this is like our actual uh, James, this James Harden debates. It might be coming, like, they're becoming more intense because the possibility of him coming here is more and more real. This, this is a great problem to have. But, okay, let's uh, talk something else. I just, actually, when I told you I took a power hour, but power hour nap before this show, they were talking about the NBA draft, and they were talking about one LaMelo Ball. Well, it's almost it's almost signed in ink that LaMelo Ball will be the number one overall pick in this year's draft. <laughs> what a joke. <laughs> Come on, man. It's not a joke. This is a good player. He's a like, – you don't even know. Like, I guarantee, like, none of us know half the guys. We, if you told me right now, because we didn't get much of an NCAA season last year because of COVID and all that, but – I don't think I looked at the top 10 like projected. I didn't know half of them. I don't think I knew five of them. So why not just bet on the mellow ball? The devil you know is better than the devil you don't know. And I could also, by the way, I think I have a sneaky feeling somehow Detroit's going to try and move up to get the number one pick because the mellow ball has been working out in Detroit. 
And Detroit has like the seventh pick. Minnesota's got the number one pick. And they, I thought he only worked out for one team. Did he? Uh... I don't think he worked out for any teams, but he's been working oh. out in Detroit. I only I know that because I've been watching Ball and the Family on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> but these days. But like, if I was yeah, what I season is that? Is that on? It's this season. It's season. No, like what season is it on? Uh, I think it's on six. Yeah, six. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got some catching up to do, Kyle? Yeah. yeah I know you're a fan as well, Kyle, of this ball six family. Six seasons behind. Yeah, six seasons behind. Um, but I was saying, I know he's been working out in Detroit. I could see Detroit moving. Because if I'm going like, to have the number one pick this year, right? And I also heard Jalen Rose on ESPN the other day talking about how Detroit might trade up. So I didn't just come up with this idea. But, like, you don't see anyone in this top ten. It's probably not funny, you guys, but it's not great. Like, you see Obi Toppin. You see Wiseman. You see Ball. There's no one really where I'm like, oh, that, that guy's going to be great. That guy's going to be a stud. So if I have the number one pick, why not try and trade it away, get some assets? Like, if I'm Golden State, I don't need the number two pick. Now, Wiseman, if they draft Wiseman and he turns out to be a stud, then they're set. Like, that's a really good team. Like, I mean, they're already a really good team. But that puts them in really good position for the future and all, and all that. But – I don't know. If I had the number one pick this year, it's not like you have like a guy like Ben Simmons coming out or Kyrie or KD where you're like, oh, my God, this not that KD was number one pick, but you're like, oh, my God, these guys are going to be studs. These the guys Warriors should get should get LaMelo Ball. Why Why would they need LaMelo Ball, though? They don't to need replace uh, Draymond Green because that's basically how good he is. He's like Draymond Green. Like. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> he, can, on, he can pass and, uh, you know, he can you have the mellow <laughs> rebound. Ball. Lamelo Ball play the four or the center, like whatever Draymond Green plays. Yeah, and have him lock up everyone on defense. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know if I was the number. If I had like the number one pick this year, I'd be really open to just. I think the Warriors should probably move their pick. I don't think they need it. I I need think the. I think probably number one. Like I don't. The Timberwolves already have D'Angelo Russell, Carl Towns. Like I don't. I guess you could bring in Lamelo, right? Do they have someone else on that team, or is it just Towns and Russell? I think it's just Towns and Russell. So, so it probably makes sense, which I think he's going to probably go to Minnesota. I think it makes sense for him to go to Minnesota. But, Pat, I know you're very against this. I just want to bring it up just to – yeah, and I, I just want to see your reaction out of it. But you just think it. You don't even pay any mind to it because I know you don't believe in the mellow ball. But I – you know who I do like? I do like Obi Toppin, though. I think he's going to be a good – like pretty good player. But we can't we, – we don't need to spend too much time on this if you guys don't want to. Lamella ball, you know, I mean, do you guys think – where it probably should be the number one pick, or would you guys go with someone else? I don't know enough about this. Okay. I was going to say, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. No one knows enough. I think probably NBA executives feel the same, or just like, I don't know any of I draft LaMelo Ball because I would look at the sheet and be like, I know that guy. Yep, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know any of them, but I know that LaMelo Ball is not the number one pick. <laughs> All right. Fine. We'll or we just look to the next name pick. That guy sounds good. Let's get we'll him. go with that. We'll go with that. I mean, who knows? Maybe he'll maybe he'll end up on the Sixers. Maybe somehow we'll trade up for the number one overall pick and get Lamelo Ball. <laughs> um, unlikely though. Now, let's move on now to the uh, NFL. But real quick, before we do that, let's talk about a friend of the show, and that will be Manscaped, the number one leader in manscaping technologies. You can use our promo code on our website, manscaped.com. The code is Seller Dwellers, all caps, no space in that. Gets you 20% off your order, plus free shipping. That's 5% from each of the guys. I wish we could give you more, but guys, we're only a four-person podcast, so 20% off is what you get. Number one leader in manscaping technologies. They are the real deal. 
Go use our promo code that gets you 20% off plus free shipping. Seller dwellers, all caps, no space. But guys, let's get back to the show. Let's talk some NFL. I guess we can talk about uh, the past week. And I guess, I mean, the Eagles had a bye week, so we can don't have to talk about the Eagles because they didn't play. But something very, two very surprising, not surprising, but I'll say one surprising thing, and then we'll get back into Kyle's second team, the Miami Dolphins, who came out with a nice win this week. Kyle, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Tampa Bay versus Saints was the game of the week, right? I think it was it a prime – it was a primetime game, right? Nighttime? Sunday night. Sunday night? Sunday night. I think it was Sunday night. And, okay, backstory is New Orleans opened up the season against Tampa Bay, and they destroyed them. And everyone was like, ooh, maybe Tampa Bay is not legit. Tampa Bay looked good in the following weeks. New Orleans, not so great. And then everyone was talking about Tom Brady maybe being in the MVP race, which he isn't now, by the way. We even discussed it on the show. But sneakily, like, the Saints got back in their groove. Now they're now they, only, they have, like, two losses, I think, right? I think so. Something like that. But they put an absolute beat down. An absolute beat down on Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, 38-3, to something like that. I'd like, let me pull the score up real quick so I can get the number right. Yeah, 38-3 to on Sunday night. I mean, what were your thoughts? Are the Saints back? At first, like the first couple weeks of the season, I was like, oh, okay, maybe they aren't. Like we even said the Eagles might sneak a win against New Orleans a couple weeks ago. This was just a couple weeks ago. We had like lost faith that New Orleans was a good team, and then they absolutely go down and destroy Tampa Bay Buccaneers. For, I guess we can go in a lot of different directions with this. What do you guys think of the Saints? Are they back in the NFC contender picture? Anyone, anyone think can go ahead and take that one? I don't think the Bucs are as good as everyone thinks. Okay. I don't know why. I mean, like, if they lost the Saints twice, but, like, the same – kind of the same way, like, getting – well, you know, they didn't get blown out the other they got bad. They, they, got beat pretty, they got beat pretty badly the first game. Okay. Yeah, well, if they lost both of them like that, then, like, I don't know. And they, they, the week before that, they barely beat the Giants, who suck. Yeah. I'm not that confident in the Bucks. I don't know, like – I mean, it's still a really good win, but, like – The thing is, though, they did have a good win against Green Bay, if you remember, too. They did beat, like, a good NFC contender team in Green Bay. Green Bay's right. defense is not that good, though. You're right. No, you're right. I'm just – you know, Green Bay's – I, I don't like the Saints. I think they stink still. I don't care. I, th- I think if you score first against the Saints, they're fucked. Because I think Drew Brees' arm is going to fall off his body within 200 throws. Yeah, I mean, that. <laughs> his, he looks in pain when he throws the ball. And, like, when they get ahead and he can just kind of, like, they can, like, they dump it off to Alvin Kamara and, like, throw short passes and just, like, eat up clock, run the ball. Like, they're going to look good. But I think if you put them in a position where they have to get the ball downfield, Taysom Hill is going to come in because Drew Brees can't throw the ball down the field. Or we saw our first thing in Jameis Winston. I thought I saw yeah. Jameis Winston, too. Which very if they yeah, put in Jameis Winston, my take on the Saints will drastically change. I'll just say that. You trust him that much, huh? Uh, Jameis Winston, Pat, for the record, he went one for one for 12 yards. That's that's all yeah. he did. But he was He's in. Electric. He was like in. perfect pass rating to me. <laughs> not yeah. quite. Not quite. But uh, I, I'm, I don't know. Like, I don't. My team, I think, that's going to win the NFC is, is Seattle. I think they'll represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. I don't trust really anyone else. That's the team I'd be like, if I had to bet my money on it, I'd be most comfortable betting on Seattle. Tampa Bay gives me, after like seeing them lose badly to New Orleans twice now, New Orleans earlier in the season I didn't quite like, especially with Drew Brees' health. 
Packers, they lost to Tampa Bay. They haven't looked – they don't look perfect, like Pat said. I don't – like I always said, the NFC, it's competitive. I think it's more competitive than the AFC right now. But it's open. It's open. So, I don't – like my, my initial thought – my initial topic that I want to discuss is like what was your taste from the game? And Pat said oh, Tampa Bay is really, really bad. Or maybe not really bad, but they're worse than a lot of people give them the credit for. And Nick's the opposite. He says – the Saints are worse than they give them credit for. Kyle, what's your take from the Sunday night football game? The, NF, uh, the NFC is just wide open. Like, there's literally anyone can win it. That was a there's take no, from Sunday night football, man? Dude, there's it. no perfect team in the NFL. There's no – or at least in the NFC. Wait, no, you said the NFC East was wide open right now. You just mean, did you mean just the NFC? No, did I say East? I meant right. just the NFC. Yeah, okay, okay, just the NFC. Just uh, not NFC East. I mean, that is That wide is open. also wide open, but I, I was <laughs> – the NFC use... in general is wide open. Like, there's no one complete team. Like, every team has a pretty big flaw. Like, the, Seah- it, like the Seahawks have a terrible defense. It's atrocious. They do. Yeah, they the actually is, do. The thing is, it's more – like, you could see it going a variety of different scenarios. Where in the AFC, I see, I see Kansas City. Being yeah. the like I just see can't I just see Kansas City. I think that's like that is going to be the new New England. I don't unless New England they had a geez talk about it again. They they just played the Jets on a Monday night. Oh, if they lost that game, they would have been tanking for Trevor. It would have been official. It would have been official. That was a really close game. I had them in my survivor pool. They gave me a heart attack. Yeah, I'm sure. You, <laughs> I'm sure they did. But uh, I think like they're the new New England in the AFC. Like you're going to see them most years. They're going to probably be in a, at least the AFC championship game for the next like five years, right? And they're probably going to sneak a couple of Super Bowls in the decade. Not sneak, but they're probably going to win a couple of Super Bowls in the decade. And all of a sudden, you know, that's just not all of a sudden. Look, that's just going to be it. I'm getting the, my tongues all twisted but the nfc is different though where it's not like oh okay you're gonna see afc or you're gonna see kansas city in the championship the AFC, the nfc you guys are forgetting about the steelers they're undefeated no, no. I, I we talked about this man they're not that great they barely Dude, they barely beat no. the cowboys they barely beat the cowboys they barely beat us yeah but like at some point the super bowl we beat the giants on a last minute field goal Okay, but look what we did. Yeah, all dude, at some other point, look what we did. At all some the, point, you gotta all just the look at it and be like, they're eight. Yeah, now. I agree with they're those a good team. Two, these two. Oh, you agree like, with them? You, yeah, like you have like that's just football. Like there's these games that you should absolutely. You're not going to play win. great every week. But hold on, good. hold on, because if my memory serves me right, they have been in close games almost every game this season. But they win. They, they that's fine. They win. Yeah, but I'm just saying that like I see them as a team. If they went up against Kansas City, I don't see that game being close whatsoever. I could see it being close. I think I okay, so, so they yeah. beat so they beat they barely beat Cowboys. They are down by also double the Bills. Quarter. The Bills are very good. But every like every good team like has a week like that. Oh, where you hold, just on, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. They barely beat the Cowboys. Barely beat the Ravens, twenty eight to twenty eight to twenty four. Barely beat the Titans. That's uh tw- that was a three point game. 27-24. They beat the Browns pretty bad. Barely beat the Eagles, 38-29, but we watched that game. Eagles hung in there most of the game. Beat the Texans by a touchdown, seven points. Broncos, they only won by five, and they beat the Steelers – or they beat the Giants by ten. So, listen, they're beating, they're beating teams. They are. I'll give them credit, and they're winning games. But I'm just looking at their schedule right now. Giants, terrible. Broncos, terrible. Texans, terrible. Eagles, terrible. Browns, terrible. Cowboys, terrible. Six of the- like six and three. No. Yeah, the Browns aren't terrible. The Browns, yeah, the Browns are not terrible. They were 4-2 and two at the time they played. Okay, fine. So five of their eight wins then. 
five of their eight wins have been against terrible teams. And they haven't won them by, like, huge margins in the games that they fight, like the good games that uh, – the games that they – that should be competitive games, they, they're competitive, like Tennessee – and Baltimore, like they, yeah, they, they still win. Beat they win. I'm just saying the sample size against good teams isn't there. And when you go in the playoffs and players are going 100 percent and they're good teams and every like all this is on the line. I think it this even more so benefits them. But they're not playing the good teams yet. How does that benefit them? They have because then they're just uh, like they don't have to play as good teams. Like they win every game. First round, they have more rest for their guys. Yeah, the first round bio helped Kyle, but it's not like a home field advantage really helps anymore. You get like cause the COVID restrictions and everything. So I don't know. I think you just gotta like players are more comfortable playing. I think you're saying this because you have some Pittsburgh blood in you. I think you found your second team this season. <laughs> no, it, no, I'm not. I'm not a fan of them. I know you're rep, you're repping your Eagles hat right now. I know you're not a fan of them. Yeah. We only beat the Chargers a Super Bowl season by two. Okay, what are so we have two we have two bad teams. It was the Giants one and the Chargers one. But look what we did to the Broncos that season. We destroyed them, didn't we? And we destroyed. Yeah, but they're playing the Brocket chip. Oh. <laughs> okay, <laughs> playing Brock Osweiler. Okay, who 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 are the Cowboys playing? Who are they? Who is who is the quarterback for the Cowboys this week? Don't even know. Don't, don't even know his name. We don't even know his name. No, <laughs> Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, that's a, like the, the people don't even know the Cowboys quarterback name, and he almost laced those guys We beat up. the Giants in two games by a combined margin of seven points. That's different. That's different. The, we didn't beat the Raiders by that much, right? When, when did – and when was any NFC East game just a blowout? Like, they're generally competitive. They're just, they just are. Generally, they're competitive games. And I'm not yeah. sure why, but they are. So I'll grant. Same with NFC North games, though. I don't know. I'm just not calling any Browns. team undefeated this year. Just like out of the race. If you're undefeated right now, like you're 100 percent probably, you have a good shot at like being in the AFC Championship. No, they do have yeah, a good yeah, shot, sure. but I don't buy them enough to. I don't see them being better than than uh, Kansas City. Like I just that's and that's my but, bar. Their defense is definitely better than Kansas City's defense. Yeah, that's yeah. fair, but their offense is objective. Well, they have a good offense. They have a good offense too. That's the thing. Yeah, they do, but. It's not as good as Kansas City's offense, but I think, like, it matches – like, it almost evens out to where, like – I mean, the Kansas City offense better than the Pittsburgh defense, but the Pittsburgh de- – like, it just kind of evens out. Like, where Kansas City Kansas isn't that City much Kansas City on offense in the playoffs is not as good. And I, all it takes is one – like, the Kansas City to have a shitty week like Pittsburgh's had a few times this year and Pittsburgh to play their game. I, I, I understand what you guys – I think, number one – I think Kansas City's flown under the radar this season. I think we're taking I think we're taking this team for granted. Like especially like Patrick Mahomes, because we're gonna do the midseason awards in a little bit, but I'll just spoil alert. MVP. Patrick Mahomes is my MVP now, especially the this Ross hasn't looked great and, and things like that. But I'll I'll get to more in detail into that in a little bit. I just my bar to be in the AFC is are you better than Kansas City? And right now I don't think Pittsburgh's better than Kansas City. I don't really buy Kansas City though. You don't you can't what? I don't buy them. Oh, you don't buy them? See, I no, they, only, they only beat the Panthers by two this weekend. Okay. Yeah. I'm using my own argument against yeah, no, I'm I just it. fucking <laughs> I said, okay, that was, that was clever. That was clever. But they I, did I, almost lose to the Chargers. That's true. That's, okay, all right. You guys are using my own argument against Eric Carr beat Patrick Mahomes in a shootout. Fair. 
So, all right, you guys got me there. You, you just you've just successfully used my argument against me. I'm, I'm a bit embarrassed. It's easy when it's three on one. Though. I know, I know. It's all right. I'm a bit embarrassed, but I, I don't know. Um, let's let me move on, as I just got totally embarrassed. Nick just jumped off the top rope and ended me. Uh, I don't even know where to go. Let's just go into the NFL midseason awards, okay? So this is what we'll do. Because I actually you know what we'll do. I'll give the Pittsburgh Steelers some credit. Mid-season awards were eight weeks in, nine weeks in, something like that now. Maybe we're actually a little bit late to this. We're going to go MVP, Offensive Player of the Year candidates, Defensive Player of the Year candidates, Rookies of the Year, and we'll do Coach of the Year. And I'll start off with Coach of the Year. I think this should all be unanimous here. It's Mike Tomlin. I think it's going to be Mike Tomlin. I disagree. Oh, okay. Now, hold on. i got to defend my Steelers. There's a man down in South Florida. That goes by the name of Bro, uh, Brian Flores. Okay. Like the yeah. word. That, that, that's your boy, right? That's your uh, second yeah, that's boy. <laughs> no, I'm going, I'm going Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin, first off, congratulations. Uh, I think he just passed Tony Dungy for the most wins by an African-American coach. So congratulations. He's probably on the Hall of Fame track. He's, I think he's never had a losing season to start his career. It was like 14 years now or something like that, right? So he is definitely on the Hall of Fame track. He's got his ring. Mike Tomlin going undefeated this year, albeit not against some great competition. But so far, so good. We'll see what happens with the, all the COVID tests over there in Pittsburgh right now, if ben, Big Ben's going to play. But uh, I think he's my coach of the year at this point in time. And they went from eight – were they eight and eight last year? And now they're eight and no. So yeah, I I'm going to got to be Tomlin. Yeah, I'm going to give Tomlin. I agree Flores with is number two. He is number two probably. I'll pick Flores to even it out, but I was going to say Tomlin. God forbid anybody agrees with Sean on this podcast. God damn. I agree with you. No, I know you did. I know you did. If the, <laughs> if the Dolphins go on, like, win a playoff game this year, I, I think they might give it to him. It, I think if they make the playoffs, they, they were like 4 and 12 last year, weren't they? Yeah. Aren't they what, like, what if Tom is still undefeated? He has, a, has the perfect All right, season. If they go undefeated, okay. <laughs> I, don't I think, think they're 5 and 3, Sean. Okay, I was going to say 4, 3, 5, and th- 5 and 3 makes more yeah, sense. I think you're right. 5 and 3. That's a fair argument. And I don't think, while we're on the topic, I don't think they need to win a playoff game to necessarily be successful or consider a success. Like, if you're already at more wins than you were last season, that's number that's good. They're playing a Chargers team this week that has been just finding new ways to lose games. <laughs> um, but their schedule coming up, I don't think is that challenging. I could be wrong on that, but let me just Google it real quick. I think the Dolphins could go on a little run here, Kyle, where you could see them win. How many? What's their win streak? Like four in a row, five in a row, it's something like that. Um, oh, I'm trying to type with one at finger here. Two, I think. No, it's not two. They they won a couple. They beat the Cardinals. Uh, they beat the Cardinals, the Rams, the Jets, and the 49ers. That's their past four. And then okay, okay they lost to uh, Seattle. So they've been on a four four win streak. Let's see what they have coming up. They have the Chargers, winnable. Broncos, winnable. Jets, winnable. Bengals, winnable. And then they get the Chiefs. So you could see them rattle off four more wins in a row. Which would be pretty impressive, Kyle, for your Miami that'd be, Dolphins. That'd be nine. That would be nine right there. <laughs> no, before they're on four now, and they just got four. Oh, on four. I thought they were five and three. They have five wins, but they are four in a row. Oh, oh, row, okay, yeah. okay. I say go on an eight-win streak. I got you. Yeah, yeah. Um, then you have Kansas City, which is again my bar. So we'll see how good they are when they Let's face fall. Kansas City. Uh, 
<laughs> Tua looks great, Kyle, by the way. Tua looks great. Yeah, Tua looks real good. Yeah. I wasn't even like big on Tua coming into the year. I didn't think he was going to be like – Yeah, I think they – I think now that now, now that he's in, I think they made the right decision just getting him those reps. Like, I know we've had the debate, but he looks good enough where I'm like, oh, okay, he, he should be in. He should be he – he had a dime to Matt Collins. Yeah. You see that throw? <laughs> Whew, geez, Elise. What a catch by Mac. Yeah, God. <laughs> if only that could happen in Philadelphia. But okay, so we had the Nelson Aguilar has been just like quietly having an unreal season. Just don't get me. He's like five touchdowns already. Comeback player of the year, Nelson Aguilar. Have you seen his highlights? He like he's like snatching balls. Yeah, of course he is. Of course he is. Perfect catches. Yeah, (laughs) he'll he'll let them down because he had that one good season for us too. So I'm confident that he'll let them down too in Vegas. But okay, so Mike Tomlin. Brian Flores, congratulations. You have just received the Cellar Dwellers Coach of the Year Awards. Sharing it. The certificate will be in the mail. Yeah, so it'll be coming in the mail. And just so everybody listening knows, we were given media votes this year, so we're going to be voting at the end of the season. So just (laughs) – That's right. This will let you know our criteria. Yep, yep, that's right. All right, next up, do you guys want to do – we'll do Rookie of the Year, I guess, since we just talked about one rookie and two with Tagovailoa. I think it has to be – my vote is going to be Justin Herbert. Now, I've seen, like, they've lost – they've just been finding ways to lose down there – or over there, I should say, in Los Angeles. But Justin Herbert has been pretty freaking good, man. I'm not, I've watched him every week, at least on Red Zone. He looks awesome, man. And Joe Burrow is a close runner-up to me. Like, it's got to be Burrow or Herbert. But Herbert looks fantastic. I think, you know, if he finds ways to win, like, he's just been – the team's just been blowing games late. It's not all on his shoulders, but – like if he ends up winning these games, you got to talk. Like he would be a solidified, solidified as the MVP or the Rookie of the Year. Excuse me. And uh, yeah, my vote's going to be Justin Herbert. I think he's been lighting up. I'm, I really like watching this kid. Now, anyone yeah, want to? Uh, yeah, I like. I'm the same as you. I have it flipped. I got Burrow. Then oh, okay. You Herbert. have Burrow. Yeah, I uh, think, like they've both been unreal. I just think. Burrow's been a little yeah. better, I guess. Yeah, last week we ranked them all. We ranked the uh, two of who do you rather have. I think we all said Burrow. Um, we'd rather have Burrow just for our franchise, but I think this year I'd just give the rookie of the year to Herbert. That's my take. Kyle, I think I would respectively also agree with that, but I'm going to lean towards Herbert. Pat, Nick. Is, oh, is Travis Fogan considered a rookie? Is he a rookie this year? Not that he uh, would win rookie of the year. No. I don't know. I don't know. The, I don't think he is. He's in case. No, because he, he's. I think he's flipped around a couple lines, teams. Right? He's been on a couple teams in the league. Yeah. So, Kyle uh, or not Kyle, Pat, Nick. Um, I'm taking Herbert. Okay, Herbert. Yeah, I think he's. Uh, I think he's a little bit better, like you said. Yeah, he he looks good. Looks good. And Nick, what do you think? You're gonna go Burrow or Herbert? Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Oh. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I think. He's on pace for like close to sixteen hundred all-purpose yards, over a thousand rushing yards, and like six hundred, seven hundred passing yards. So right. I could see them giving it to him. And then also like a sneaky like dark horse, I would say, would be uh, the running, the undrafted rookie running back for the Jaguars, um, Robinson. James Robinson. He's putting up fucking numbers this year. He looks really good. So if he, if like. If either one of them, like, gets really hot for a couple weeks and ends up getting to, like, maybe 1,800 all-purpose yards, like, I could see them giving it to one of them. Okay, fair. But if if I had to pick one of the quarterbacks, I'd probably go with – I like Joe Burr. Like, I really think both of them are awesome, but I would probably go with Justin Herbert. Okay. Well, you went with uh, what's-his-face from uh, Edwards – 
Edwards Hilaire. Like, that's my Edward actual Hilaire. pick. Okay, so we got Edwards Hilaire, Herbert, two votes for Herbert, and um, Joe Burrow. Congratulations to those three nominees. You are in the <laughs> running for, for at the end of the year. They're in the running, you know, for the actual award. So let's now go to defensive player of the year. Uh, the, okay, so there's two options here pretty much. It's going to be Miles Garrett or Aaron Donald. I will lean with Miles Garrett just because I think he's been absolutely balling up, balling out. But uh, I can definitely see Aaron Donald also, of course. you can, Like we said, you could say Aaron Donald and be right every year. I'll just say Miles Garrett just to change up. I'll just say uh, Aaron Donald just because it's Aaron Donald. I really haven't watched any Browns games to know. I honestly didn't know Miles Garrett was having that great of a year. Oh, yeah, he's having a freaking crazy oh. year. Yeah, but I you could give it to either, I think. Pat, Nick, go ahead. I'll take uh, Brandon Graham. <laughs> he's definitely the Phillies defensive player of the year, that's for sure. Yeah, that's my yeah. pick. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> Jalen Mills, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're getting some homer, homer votes in here. Okay, so it's going to be Jalen Mills, Brandon Graham – uh, Garrett or Aaron Donald, we have we all disagree on this. All right? so, I was being kind of serious with Brandon Graham. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Shannon Mills pseudo important. serious. Yeah, I mean, he has a couple big uh, strip he sacks. Has seven sacks yeah, I think Brandon Graham. I mean, I wouldn't put him. I think Garrett and Donald probably have better stat lines, but Brandon Graham's been playing very, very well. Yeah, they're in, they're just in a different like league than him, but yeah. he's still having a great year. So shout out Brandon Graham. Yeah, and out. also, since I do have a vote in this, I'm open to being bought. So if any players want to wet the beak and send me a new PlayStation or Xbox, um, you got my vote if you do so. So oh yeah, me yeah I, I'm also in that. Smart move well, in there. Uh, you know what? I'd be happy. Nick, Nick might want the Xbox. I'd be happy if he just come on the show and talk to us for 15 minutes. That, that's also a very uh, valuable option here. So <laughs> any any players, we'd be very happy to uh, give you our votes for Cellar Dwellers Midseason Player of the Year. We should have picked. We should have picked Philly. Will he would have definitely come on? I know. I've tried, dude. I've tried to DM that guy a couple times now. No answer. No answer. But maybe, maybe I'll tweet at them. Who knows? If I'm thirsty enough. Okay, so we have Garrett. It's going to be a, a Friday night, Sean drinking alone in his room, sliding <laughs> in Philly. Yeah. With the I know, that's, that's, dude, I'm not going to lie. That's similar how I got Eddie. I'm, I think we were in the basement, Pat, at the Hinky Hole. Or at least I was. And I was like, I was drinking a little bit. And I was like, I'm going to. I'm gonna text. I'm just gonna tweet it, Eddie. I'm just gonna tweet the vid. Like I know I talked to you about it, talked to you guys about it beforehand, but I was like, I think now's a good time. He's probably looking at his phone right now, and I just sent it, and it worked. So, oh, shout out to Eddie Alvarez, friend of the show, man, friend of the show. Eddie Alvarez, the man. Okay, so let's move on from this. That was the defensive player of the year. Let's go to offensive player of the year. Let's keep things rolling. Um, you get Medcalf, Kamara, Dalvin Cook. Those are probably the three big names. Um, I'll go. I'm going to just go Metcalf just because I like him. I think he's an athletic specimen. I, I probably should be Alvin Kamara, but I'm just going to go with Metcalf just because he's, you know, like I said, an absolute freak, and I like watching him. So It's going to be Travis Fulgham oh by the end God. of the year. Dude, you know he's first. You know he's first in, um, I think it's yards right now. Uh, like receiving since, yards? Since like the – yeah, 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 I think amongst among all receivers. Among since all he, receivers since he came in, since he, he, came he became in. a starter. Wow. Okay, I did not know that. Did you? Guys, I actually have another stat for you in the Eagles offense. Miles Sanders is third, and which is good to have him back this week. Third in rushing yards a game, eighty-seven rushing yards a game. The only two people with more: Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry. So, Dude, shout it's out. nuts that the Eagles don't use him enough. 
I know. Sanders. I know. I do. I told you. I told you when he was a rookie to give him. Just be patient with him. You want a Jordan Harris? So just be patient. Miles Sanders is gonna be great. He ends up being very, very good. They gotta let him run like thirty times a game. They should. Ideally, yeah. yeah keep it out of Carson's superhero wins his hand. I don't. <laughs> I don't want to see him doing that crap anymore, man. All right, but uh, okay. So who? I'm going with Metcalf. You guys can take your picks of whoever you want. Cook, Kamara. I mean, you just said full gun. Um, I, I mean, realistically, gone. probably I'm going to go with Cook. All right. He hey, is hey. an animal just yeah, based he, off of, like, that last game. I know. He's been – he's been, The last two weeks, he's been balling the, out. Uh, not, yeah, the last two weeks. What was it? Not this past weekend. I know, I know what you're talking about. This, this yeah. past weekend, he had, like, 200 yards and two touchdowns again. Like, again? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He, he's really, really, really good. So, he, I, I guess I just went with Medcalf, but I think probably Cook's a safer pick. Nick, go ahead. Yeah. I wish I would have, like, thought thought of Metcalf when I was going over this because I just looked at Kamara and Cook. Um, okay. I'll, I was going to go with Cook, so I'll stay with Cook, yeah. Okay, I think Cook. if Cook's – I mean, but I could – it could – realistically, it just depends on who – like, if they all stay healthy, it's going to be tough. <laughs> and they oh, keep playing the way they have. You got to think be... about Devontae Adams, too. I yeah. think that they – yeah, he's he's played so well, but I think that they might already have nixed him from like conversation because of the games he missed. Right, that's true. He hasn't played all the games. Kyle, I know you just stepped away. Where you know what we're talking about? We're an offensive player of the year. Pretty much the three people we're leaning with right now are Kamara, who's received no votes, Metcalf, and Dalvin Cook, who's received two votes. So who who you got in that bunch for offensive player of the year? Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook. Okay. That's that's three for Cook, and I have a tendency. I ten, I just agree with you. I just went with Metcalf just because I enjoy watching him. It's my little vibe coming out. Awesome, he's yeah. fucking fun his, to watch. His route running definitely still has some work, but he makes up for it with his athleticism, like easily. Yeah. So, I just went with Metcalf just to give him a vote, just to give him his little props. That you know, solid dwellers vote means a lot. That's him uh, getting his dues, and that I probably agree with you though. I think I'd go with Dalvin Cook at the moment. So now is the moment we've all been waiting for. MVP Patrick Mahomes. I'm going Patrick Mahomes. I think people take him. I've been taking him for granted. I mean, Russell Wilson's getting his like uh, time in the sun. He's never received an MVP vote. Vote Russell Wilson. MVP vote. Can you imagine that? You get an MVP vote. <laughs> Uh, but he's never got an MVP vote. So I think he's kind of hungry for that MVP award. He's played well, but lately, like, I'm pretty sure he had a couple, he had like a four turnover. A couple suspect weeks. Yeah. I'm going Patrick Mahomes. I think you, it has to be the three that we should discuss Mahomes, Rogers, and Wilson. I'm going with Mahomes as of today. If I had to vote today, I'm going with Mahomes. Yeah. I'm going with Mahomes too. I mean, he has, like, what, 25 touchdowns, one interception? Yeah, some, something. It's, it's ridiculous. It's, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's like you just expect it from him now. Did you guys uh, see Mike Greenberg's, like, little rant about this, how they should just name it the Patrick Mahomes Award and then give it to the oh, Yeah, I did see that, and I, was like, and I was like, that's stupid. I, like, yeah, that's, he really imagine, believed- like, calling a third-year – like, naming the MVP award yeah. after a third-year player and just – 
automatically calling him the best player in the league for the next like 15 seasons. <laughs> I saw that and I was like, that's that's dumb. Like, I don't know. Because his argument was like, every year LeBron should also be MVP, but he doesn't get it every year just because they like to give it to new people. And he said the same thing's going to happen to Mahomes where every year he should be the MVP, but they're going to give it to other people, which makes sense. Like, I mean, you can't call an award after someone if they're still in the league. You can't do it. And Mike Greenberg really thought this was a good idea. I, I'm not sure if he was joking at all. He seemed very – like passionate about it and ardent about it but i don't know i wouldn't i don't want to name the award after maybe later like if he retires and he wins a bunch of mvps yeah go for it but not now not now so two two for mahomes what do we got any any more votes for mahomes going once going twice um yeah i mean i, I obviously i take take mahomes i think that they'll probably give it to russell wilson but i also think uh, a fourth guy that could at least get into the race if he finishes out the season strong as Josh Allen. Yeah. Like, awesome. Bills look he great. He was in the conversation early, and then he had a couple bad games, and he looked really good. He played out of his mind Sunday. And if he, like, plays at a high level the rest of the season, I mean, I don't think he'll win it. Because I think, I think if, if Mahomes doesn't win it and they give it to somebody other than Russell Wilson, who's, like, never gotten a vote, it's – I don't yeah. know. Rick Russ is playing well, too. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think Patrick Mahomes should win it. Okay, Pat, you get the last vote in this. Um, I'll just, I'm going to go Russell Wilson. All right, you give him his vote because he didn't get yeah. a vote in this chat either. Let's move on. Go. Thanks, Pat. You, you gave Patrick Mahomes his, or uh, Russell Wilson his one vote. He, he should be thanking you, Mister Unlimited. Should be thanking you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yo, I was watching. I was watching this podcast. It's this dude that like opens for Tom Segura and stand-up comedy. He has his podcast, and his producer doesn't know anything about sports and like this dude's real into sports. So he did it. He asked him a question. He was like, all right, I, I showed you a picture of every NFL quarterback. I gave you pictures of all of them. Which one do you think was accused of sexual assault twice? Oh my God. And guess who he fucking pulled up? Big, big Ben? No, Russ. Oh. <laughs> he said, it was this man right here, your honor. <laughs> this guy's up to something. <laughs> oh big my Ben God. was such a good guy. <laughs> yeah, Big Ben. Because it is Big Ben. But like, we're looking yeah, for an actual can... answer. The correct answer is Big Ben. Because yeah. have you ever... If you guys have seen, I'm I'm assuming the uh, Mr. Unlimited video, like when Mr. When Russell Wilson goes, Mr. Unlimited, like who do you go? Who do you go? To? He's like, who do you go to for like? He's talking to himself in the camera, like on his phone, like self. He's like, who do I go to for advice? I love you, Pete Carroll, but I'm going to Mr. Unlimited. Like, very creepy. Like he definitely he would give the vibes off. I could see it. Nick, if you haven't seen it, dude, you gotta go watch it. I, so, I have. I have to. Go oh see my. That. Oh my. I'm gonna. Yeah, you gotta search. Someone put it in the group chat right now. It's hilarious. When um, you originally said it, I thought that that was his nickname and Parker would just say it like that. Yes. No, no, no. He came out with a video and he calls himself, you, you got to get your full potential. You got to be unlimited. And he says <laughs> the entire like two minute like soliloquy. I, I, when, I'm, when I'm down, I need advice. I go to, I don't go to Pete Carroll. I love you, Pete. But I go to unlimited. Like, it's so funny. <laughs> so funny. Uh, but, I, and then, but he had that one, uh, he had that one video in bed when, when he was with his girl and he was like, we got it done. We got it done. Like, we just signed his new deal. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He is so – he's, like, creepy. He is creepy. So, I could I could definitely see – What was that after? It was after, like, a big think, game, right? I think, no, I think he signed a new deal. I think he signed oh, a new yeah, deal. yeah. He signed a new deal. <laughs> he's like, hey, Seattle. He signed a new deal. 
Just Seattle, had sex with my wife. <laughs> got it done. All right, let's, let's preview real quick the upcoming game for the Eagles and Giants, and then we'll get into buy or sell for the week. Um, if you guys click the link in the chat, you can look at the uh, lines while we discuss the Eagles. Alshon Jeffrey finally coming back this week along with Miles Sanders. I just gave this stat. Kyle, I'm not sure if you were there for it, so I'm going to repeat it. Miles Sanders, 86 rushing yards a game, third in the NFL behind Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry. Baller, great to have him back. I don't really know how to feel about having Alshon back. Um, it's just – I know we're shaking our heads. Like, I don't really want him back at this point. Like, I don't suspect he'll play many snaps, but – yeah, I guess he's back. That's all we can say. We have one more weapon to throw Ooh. to. Yeah, one more weapon to throw to. Alshon coming back. Very excited for Miles. Not so much for Alshon, but uh, yeah, Miles Sanders is going to be huge coming back. What do we think? Do we think we sneak out a win this week? Uh, the first game was very close. I remember the line when we first put the Giants was narrow, and I, we all took it. We were like hammer the Eagles line, and we beat them by what one point, right? And uh, yeah, so maybe it'll be another close game again. I'm hoping not. I'm hoping. I don't we just, think so. I'm hoping we just get one week where we can just have an easy win. That's all I want. All I ask is one easy win. I don't think so either, though. I think it's going to be a close game again. I think we're going to have we're going to beat them by like a point and a touchdown. But um, it's you're still going to have like the slop, like Carson's going to fumble or something, or throw like a couple of interceptions. But we'll. I think this one we're going to beat him by like. Uh, I think, a couple touchdowns. Yeah, I think with Samalo coming back and Sanders and having Lane Johnson and I saw Jack Driscoll will dress. So that means we have more depth up front and like just better players. And we have my, like a better running back than the last game. And Boston Scott and our like fucking terrible, terrible, like yeah. strung together off the street offensive line. We're kind of running all over the Giants last time. And wow, Miles sorry. Sanders ran like all over Pittsburgh's defense. So. Sure. I don't know. I th- if yeah. we if they hand them all if they give him the ball, I think we're good. But with Doug, you never know. He might touch it like seven times. I'm hoping that that's right. I could see it being a game similar to the Cowboys game where it's really sloppy throughout, and the Eagles kind of edge away at the end, like what Pat said, like it will win by like a touchdown or ten points or so. But throughout like the first three quarters, we're gonna be like, oh my god, what the hell is going on? Like we're gonna lose the Giants. Like is that happening? But. Okay, I just want to get that brief, uh, brief thing in there. I guess no, no one's really excited for Alshon coming back, right? We're just we're excited for Miles, not excited for Alshon. Okay, that's all I wanted to touch. Throw that in there for some content. Let's uh, if you guys could click the link in the chat um, if you haven't already. Let's do buy or sell betting. Uh, this is week ten of the NFL season. Couple good games: uh, Colts and Titans on Thursday night this week. So let's see. That's a close get. That's a close line right there, but. I'm not sure. The Eagles line, Let's since we're just talking about the Eagles, there it is. Eagles are three-and-a-half-point favorites, so you need to win by more than a field goal, essentially. And last week, I'm pretty sure when we first played them, this was – I may have been the exact line. It may have been three-and-a-half. Um, I don't know. I guess, I guess I'll take that Eagles line. I think, like I just said, probably pretty close throughout, and then maybe at the end of the game we stretch out a – somehow sneak uh stretch out the lead a little bit a couple other lines anyone seeing anything they like though kyle you're miami dolphins only favorite against two two and a half points against the Chargers. what do you think about that line pal i kind of do like the dolphins but i don't know the char every game the Chargers playing is a close game that, yeah very, very close <laughs> that, that game this week like i thought I was, if he made that catch that throw to herbert made was almost perfect i mean it was mm-hmm. not perfect because it, it was pretty much perfect i think it was perfect he just you know, got the ball stripped. I got the ball stripped. So perfect throw by Herbert. Close game um, here. I'll uh, say, oh, my fault. I'll say sorry. Bengals plus seven against the Steelers. 
It's because Big Big Ben's out. I don't trust. Not him. necessarily. Not necessarily he's out. Oh, he's not. Oh right, he's, he didn't get COVID. Right, he's like okay. He's, yeah, he's got to pass five tests, and he can play. Oh. The closest he can be back is Saturday. I think that's the first day he can come back if he passes five tests. But if not, that's definitely you know that's a line you want to look out for. I'm sure the line will change if Big Ben's out. But uh, the Seattle game, Seattle and Rams plus two. Seattle, I might. Uh, I guess uh, it's a good line. It's a good line. These are all pretty close lines this week. I'd take take the Eagles because I think, like I said, I think they'll stretch away at the end. And I guess if you want to do like a little uh, little risky one, I guess maybe get Seattle plus two versus Los Angeles, the Rams. I'll take that. But what else you guys have? Surprisingly, the Bills are uh, underdogs to the Cardinals. Oh, they are. They're plus two. I see Definitely them. hammer that. I wouldn't say hammer. I think Arizona's looked good, too. I mean, I know they uh, – they, they, they just lost to Miami. But I, I don't think – that could that could be a closer game. But I think I'd probably agree with you, Pat. I'd go, I'd go Buffalo there. Any other lines we like this week, guys? Um, I think if uh, – I'm going to take the Bucks minus five and a half against the Panthers. I think they'll have a, a good bounce-back performance this week. After getting their shit kicked in on Sunday Night Football. Yeah, geez Louise. That was, uh, like we said, terrible. Okay. Uh, I think. We'll I just... also agree with Pat earlier. I don't think the Bucks are as good as everybody is making, was making them out to be. After... Oh, okay. So you yeah. think New Orleans and Tampa Bay are both not as great as you think? Yeah, I just, I like, it. I think, if I had Anyone... to say right now, I think it would probably be the Seahawks and the Packers in the NFC Championship game. I'd agree. I have a tendency to agree with you, yes. According to my calculations, that will be the NFC Championship playoff picture. Yep. Yep, that checks out. Yep, checks out. Um, let's move on then. Let's buy ourselves for the week. If you win money, shout out, shout us out. Give us some props. If you lose money, don't blame us. Let's real quickly before we um, – we don't have that much left to talk about, but we have a little bit more. I want to talk about the Mets. Uh, Nick, you wanted to go off about this. I know you sent it in the group chat. Are we worried that JT is going to go to the Mets? I mean, the Mets are ready to spend now under new ownership. Anything yeah. Yeah, I'm worried about it, but I'm all like, it's not even, even if we keep JT and the Mets don't get him, like, it's it not good for the Phillies at all. Not good. Like, this is the worst possible case scenario for the Phillies is Steve Cohen getting the team because he's so rich. He's a Mets fan. He's probably so done, like, with losing. And he's, he's just said in, like, his press conferences, like, I'm not here to make money. I'm here to just win. Yeah. That's so that, <laughs> in this, in a, in a, no cap, no right? salary cap. Yeah. That is not what you want to hear from your division rival that is like a couple pieces away from being a fucking sick team. That dude, that dude could probably <laughs> drop like a billy and not not even – I mean, you blink I an mean, eye. Like all he needs to do is get a bullpen. Like their team is so good. All he needs is like a couple of bullpen pieces mm-hmm. and like a maybe a better catcher. Like their starting pitching is good. They're, they have a ton of bats. Like they have like one, of, they had like a top five OPS of all time last season. I mean, it was a shortened season, right? But it was like the Houston Astros when they cheated, and then like a bunch of teams from like the Juice era, and the fucking twenty twenty Mets. Yeah, it so, doesn't, they're probably going to sign Trevor Bauer too. I think like they're just going to get him. They're going to give him all the money. Oh God, yeah, I saw. I saw he's going to hot commodity. Yeah, like, how are we going to? Like, we're going to go into a series and have to face Degrom and Bauer. Back yeah, to back. Like, and then Cindergard too, and Marcus Stroman just resigned. Yeah, 
Uh, all right, just... all right. So, uh, yeah, not not looking good. This is uh, this is a rainy day. <laughs> no, not at all. And, and it'd be even worse if they got JT and like JT just had like a ridiculous like like he just you know. He, oh, it's gonna happen. That's if they get happen. JT, if they get JT and like three I mean, confident be... players in the bullpen, they're they're gonna be good next year, like, like really I, good. I would say this: like if they get JT, and I would just hope that JT, like. I, I think I would like him to take it easy on us, but I, I can just imagine the scenario where he will go off when he plays the Phillies. He would just have make to. make our lives hell. Yeah, he'd be like, you should have paid me. Gave me the chance. Like, I just yeah. you, you know it's going to happen. But It just yeah, sucks because I can't root against him. Like, I can't. He's he's, such a, he just seems like Bryce, such a good guy. Very, Bryce Harper is going to be so mad because he loves JT yeah. Romuto, and then he's going to go to our rival. Yeah. So, yeah you're see the whole Phillies organization is just about to implode on itself. Oh. Yeah, just settle down. Settle down, you two. We've got to become the so. Philadelphia Athletics again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to God, join forces. Yeah, we're gonna go all the way, uh, all the way back in history to save the team. Uh, okay, so yeah, but it's not looking good for the Phillies. The Mets look like they are in uh, very, very good shape. Good day to be a Mets fan. Which is, uh, they were in the World Series not too long ago, right? 2015, I think. 2015, right. So it's been not too, too long, but long enough for you says, you know, bright, bright days are ahead for the Mets. Let's real quick now, let's conclude this with the Masters discussion. Live from Augusta, Georgia, right? That's in Georgia, Augusta, Georgia, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, Augusta, Georgia, we are at the Masters. First game or first round, I guess, is tomorrow. Thursday, tomorrow, Thursday? Okay, yeah. Who do we got for the Masters? What do you want to talk about? I got your picks. I know Dustin Johnson and DeChambeau are favorites. Um, um, I think they're like four to one favorites or something like that. It should be noted. I woke up from my nap today, and no one recently has won the Masters with better than ten to one odds. So that's a little interesting fact, I think. So if you're gonna bet, bet with someone who has ten to one odds or worse, and you'll be you'll probably win. So. You know, whoever's at the top, like Dustin Johnson, DeChambeau, maybe don't bet for them. Might lose right. them. So did you guys see the uh, the videos of DeChambeau, um, like, practicing before the – Oh, my God, it did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he was hitting the ball 200 miles per hour. Yep. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's pretty insane. That was nuts. They look like one of those, like, uh, long-distance driver people. We like, see the hole yeah. in one. That was yeah, good. That was the best yeah. shot I've ever seen in my life. That was, yeah, that no golf shot will ever beat that. I almost saw a pretty cool, like I didn't see one that good, but when I was caddying one time, one of the members hit a shot. I was at par three, hit a shot terrible, like it went way left, bounced off the tree onto the like a tree way left, bounced off the tree onto the green, but it was rolling so fast off the tree on the green, it hit the pin. Didn't fall in the hole though. Didn't fall in the hole. It was, it was probably, it was the, and I was catting for this guy. I was like, oh, if he would have hit that shot, it would have been a great day for me. But it was like, it was the craziest shot I had seen up until that point. But then this one, this one was better. Like skipping across the water and then holding, I'll sink in the hole in one. Insane, insane shot. But okay, back to the Masters. Back, back to the Masters, uh, our predictions. What do we think? Parker, did you see DeChambeau's using a 48 inch driver too? No, I didn't. Yeah, he's he's like so like I think most of the guys on tour use like 44, 43 inch, like depending on their preference. And forty eight is like the max length, and that's the same length that like the long distance guys use. He's gonna yeah. hit some fuck like he's gonna break. He might consistently break like the the ball speed record coming into the, he, like, um, into the the weekend. Like he also drive. carried three like three sixty eight. I he saw that. Uh, yeah, 
Meaning, like, the ball, like, not even the roll afterwards. He just, like, from the, the ball leaving the club to hitting the ground, 368 yards. So what do we, what do we think? Do you, are you, I mean, Pat, I know you're not a huge DeChambeau guy, as he complains and all the fire end story, all that. Yeah. Are, you picking, are you picking him? I know he's the favorite right now, him and Dustin Johnson. I'm picking uh, Brooks Kepka to win. Okay. Right. Kepka is just coming off uh, a top five finish, I think, than last week. He's going to be hot coming in. Or we? He's he's like mentally, like he's mentally superior than like every golfer on tour right now besides Tiger Woods. Like when he talks about majors, he's like eighty percent of the dudes just straight up can't win it because they're too weak. And he's like the other ten percent are going to shit their pants. And then I only got to worry about beating the other ten percent of guys that are actually trying, like actually capable. <laughs> like I don't know. I all I really want to see this weekend is on Sunday the pairing to be Bryson and Brooks, and I want them to get into a physical altercation on the court. <laughs> like I want I want Bryson to like start bitching about something, and Brooks to start making fun of him like on the spot, and then them like get into it. That would be you know if they got like a wrestling match, Deshambo would like be tear <laughs> like tearing up. <laughs> <laughs> No, listen, get up and like be like wiping his tears away. Yeah, and then Brooks would be like, "That's roid rage right there. That's roid rage." <laughs> you know what? Uh, I want to touch on it. It's going to be interesting. Now it usually does rain in like spring and April when it in Masters is usually held, but now it's of course November, right? So it's a little bit different conditions. Greens might be running a little bit different, and they said the shots close to the green. And Tiger and Phil said this on Sports Center night. Shots close to the green might be a little bit um, different. Might have to work try do a little bit different things than you normally would in the typical scenario at Augusta. So it'd be interesting to see if how like the different course conditions affect the golfers. I mean, these guys are all professionals. They, I'm sure they won't affect them that much, but I think it'll be a little bit different. Something interesting to take note for. I don't know who I'd go for. I was going to go like Dustin Johnson, but like going into the week, but then he was favored so heavily. And then I heard the stat and now I don't want to go with him. I think right. I'll like, like since Parker took Brooks Kepka, I'll take, I'm going to take Tony Finau. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he's 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 really good. He he does he had to, I think he might only have one win on the tour, but he's like consistently at the top of leaderboards. He hasn't won a major. I know his one win wasn't a major. I think he's due. Or I, I would really like to see Ricky Fowler get his first too, his oh. first major. Okay. For some reason, my gut was telling me like Rory. Uh, I I have a sneaky like today like when I was like okay not Dustin Johnson Dust Dustin Johnson I'm gonna go Rory. I'm just going to – I just have a sneaky feeling about him this year. I have no, you know, no knowledge of why I'm going with that. I don't, I don't watch golf as uh, as much as you guys do. I do watch it, but not as much as you guys do. But I'm just going to go with Rory. I go with Rory. That's my pick. Kyle? I'll go uh, Ricky Fowler because I didn't know he didn't win one, and I do like Ricky, so that would be real cool. Okay, cool. Uh, you guys have anything else you want to talk about the Masters, or you think it's ready to time to uh, wrap up the show? <laughs> Up to you guys. If you have nothing else to add, we'll wrap it up. Okay, it looks like I'm getting the wrap-up signal from the uh, production crew over here. That's going to wrap up another week of Cellar Dwellers. Guys, thank you for listening as always. If, like I said last week, if you could go onto iTunes, Spotify, give us a five-star review, whatever, it helps us out a lot. And again, you can go on manscaped.com, use our promo code Cellar Dwellers, all caps, no space, for 20% off plus free shipping. Your balls will thank you for that. We'll talk to you guys next week. We'll have some NFL discussion, maybe some draft discussion again. Uh, We'll see what happens, but Masters discussion for sure. Guys, I will talk to you soon. Everyone again, thank you for listening. Peace out.